0: Hey, everybody, welcome to STS, the show where we talk about all things in the very small world of parkour. I'm Coach Renee, got Coach Tom here. What are we talking about today?
1: Today, I wanted to address the manpower gap, legendary manpower gap, originally done
0: by David Bell and Folk. <laughs> Real quick, though, the manpower gap. So, manpower is actually like a company. Yes. And it's and it's funny because like, I didn't know that for years when, after seeing videos of people doing the jump, I didn't know that's why it was named Manpower. Didn't I thought you, it- Didn't you work for Manpower? Like the I, company? Sadly, yes. I did for a <laughs> bit. When I didn't know in my, in my early 20s, when I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself, well, I kinda knew. I kinda knew that I wanted to do something with uh, personal training at the time. And so this was like a way in between schooling, in between uh, getting a certification for that, I just applied for companies like Manpower because yeah. they just needed someone to like stack boxes at a warehouse. Nice. That, that's what they do, basically. So best it's, best box stacker in the land, yeah, <laughs> Renee <laughs> Scaffington. But, but <laughs> when I heard the name Manpower, I always was like, yeah, it takes it takes power to do this. It's it's the willpower. The you know being a man is doing this jump. Yeah.
1: No, it's just the name of the company. Weird. Um, so I, anyway, I wanted to bring up Manpower because there's a lot of recent achievements that have happened over Manpower just in this in the last few months. Um, and so I wanted to address them. And I, I guess the first thing that happened was somebody corked it. So they corked over the gap, although there's some controversy there, so I'll maybe we'll address that in a minute. Um, somebody did double side flip over the gap And then even like just the other day, somebody did a uh, 360 front flip or a vortex front flip, I think some people call it. So um, all like incredible achievements and the first time that has been done over this gap. Um, But I guess the important thing to remember is that it's really just a big drop. True. Like it's it's. It's very easy to make the gap in terms of the distance because, um, I mean, with a little running approach, it's not too difficult to cover it. A lot of people do it standing. Um, so the gap itself is not massive. It's more the scale of the drop and then the consequences if you do happen to short it. Which has never happened. I hope never happens. <laughs> but... But... Um, <laughs> Uh, but I guess it brings me to okay. So let's let's talk about the build. So uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, Chouke Chouke. He's uh, he's one of the uh, Wizzy Gang members, uh, which is did a French you, did, team. Did you even see that? <laughs> Wizzy Gang. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Wizzy Gang. Why is he Gang? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, this guy, he's like 17. And uh, he, he, I mean, he's recently did like a cork over a roof gap that was in, insane, but then he went and he, he did manpower. and actually, Oh, it's th- the
0: same guy, right? Yeah, okay. it's the same
1: guy. So, um, but uh, he had a whole team working with him to help him do this, including somebody who built a platform to go in the takeoff so that you don't have to step up to the lip. You can just kind of make it a, it's like a flat takeoff. So... Um, some people are like kind of calling this out as like, is this really parkour? Because, you know, spot modification, is, is that really part of our ethos of, uh, as a, as a sport, uh, as a, as a culture, do we build our spots? Um, and I want to get your take on this. I'm curious what you think about how do you feel about spot modification? Uh, in this case, in this very specific case with the building of the structure
0: in this, Specific case, I I could care less.
1: Yeah, about like, like, oh, yeah,
0: because cool. it, it's it's a tiny modification. Like I think that lip looks like uh, I don't know something like that is yeah. the step up it's and, it, step and up. it's and it's narrow, and you're definitely not going to do a cork from like stepping behind it. Oh yeah, no. or a lot of the things that have been done since. So they're just like leveling it, you know, which. I've I've actually seen done, this is not the so the reason I could care less is because I've seen this done before yeah. and no one has batted an eye yep. when it was done those times. Yeah, like I've actually th- I thought about, there's um the old uh, yamakasi uh, documentary throwing back. Okay. Yeah, they do they do a roof gap where it's like they have built a ramp. Oh really? For like for like build in to you know do one of those those cat leaps you know yamakasi style and. I've, see, you, you can put uh, planks of wood on, like, wet grass, on yep. stuff like that. It's I've just, done that before. So, so they're, they're building an approach. They're building a better approach so that something, uh, so that the, the level can be pushed. Yeah. So. I, I don't care too much in this in this context.
1: Yeah, I mean, some people are, are arguing that um, it's not the same... Uh, it's not it's just not the same gap. You've literally changed the environment and you've made it a different gap in a way. Um, so is it still parkour? Yeah, it, it probably is. But I mean, like, it's, you you kind of downplayed like the 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 amount of um, like spot modification it is. Like, oh yeah, yeah, they just made it level. No, no, no. They're like literally like built a platform and they're like, oh, it's not perfect. We have to modify it
0: even more to make it perfectly level and. Okay, and so is it the wait? I'm gonna cut, cut it out there. Is is it the detail of the build that you think adds to the argument that it well, doesn't count or that takes away from it versus like, okay, say they had just put one piece of plywood. Yeah. Like just over top and then it was kind of angled so that it's like it ramped up to the lip. Do you know what, yeah. this is very hard to explain I, I know on, what you're saying. on a I, podcast. I,
1: I I hear what you're saying, and I'm let's be clear here, I'm I'm not like against it in that in the sense that I don't think it's like I think he wanted to achieve cork. He wanted to cork manpower, and so what was the what was the only way that he's willing to do it is to build up to it. You know, it's that literally build the spot, do the spot modification. Um, and I guess, like, where do we draw the line where spot modification is okay and where it isn't? Um, so, like, you know, does, you know, wiping down the landing surface count as spot modification? Or, like, when people use grip tape or, uh, or Coca-Cola? You know, where's the line of spot mo- modification? Do it, is it just, like, making something grippier or is it like building a whole structure that you're actually adding to the spot. Um, So in my view, I think it's totally okay. The big issue that I actually have with it is more in line with what happened after the cork, which is that group of very inexperienced teenagers went up and did manpower and clearly had no idea how to land well. And they just like crumpled under the force of manpower. And I don't think they would have done it if they had to do the step up or had to do it from a standing takeoff. I think they needed that platform in there. And by Wizzy Gang and Choke or whatever his name is, by them leaving that platform there, it opened it up to make it easier to do for people who are less experienced and capable.
0: So if we live in a world where like they took it away, hmm does that like does that put more into question the the spot modification is like oh, you built this and you did this incredible thing and then you removed the tools that would make it possible for anyone else to like push it even further because because what else have we seen since uh, there was like th- 360 front 360 front and uh, and double side and and those things probably wouldn't have happened if that platform wasn't still there.
1: Yeah, well, actually, I'm not sure if it was still there for the double side and the 360 front. It's the, We don't get to see the takeoff, mm-hmm. but it definitely was still there for those kids that just jumped it. Um, but I actually think, like, I would rather... I don't know. It's such a tricky thing because, I mean, all right, let's, assu- let's assume we're living in a world where double side and 360 front happened because they left the... Um, the platform up there. Um, is that a good thing? I don't know. It's, I mean, it seems kind of cool. It's cool that these things are happening. It's it's cool, but it also it feels. It feels so you, like what's the point? Like, so you wh-
0: just said it's cool, and I I disagree. It's cool. You you don't think it's. I cool, haven't but... cared since the beginning, like since mm. since the cork. I haven't. I mean. Some, someone's gonna just call me like a freestyle hater for this, but like I just haven't. It's well, so what it's, did it's you it's a, think of
1: cork? What did you think of
0: cork? Okay, so, well, cork alpha, I thought happens. okay, so I thought that um, uh, Chuke, I, I thought his cork of a roof gap that he did was cool and was pushing the limit and stuff like that. But I think this idea that like going back to manpower as a, a location to push the sport is stupid. Because it's just, because as we said, it is just a drop. Yeah. Realistically, if, if you're a good jumper, it's just a drop. Yeah. If you're a good jumper. If you're an average person, you probably can't do it. But if you're a good jumper, it's just a drop. So I don't, I don't care for it. I, I think there are so many different places in the world that we've you know, talked about. So we uh, IMAX, uh, the Tampa Stride. Yeah, places like that where it's so much cooler to see progressions over time, but I don't care how differently people can huck their body down this drop.
1: Yeah, yeah. If I'm yeah, if I'm being honest, the like the double side landing wasn't very good. Like actually, the cork was actually like the nicest landing recently. Mm -hmm. Like he corked, he landed, did a good roll, and he was done. Double side, he kind of ate it. And uh, same thing with 360 front, he kind of ate that landing too. So like, in a sense, I agree. It's like, yeah, they're just kind of hucking themselves across this gap at this point. And it's, it's, it's the coolness factor in my head is the historical precedent of what that spot is. And like, like, um, uh, and you know, we could potentially move this into our next topic here, um, which is talking about. Uh, Sebastian Foucault and some of the founders' um, history about the gap, but Sub- Sebastian just put out some interesting information about the history of the sport, and I think we should talk about that. But, I mean, Sebastian mentioned in the, the Modus podcast uh, that they would joke about, oh, yeah, imagine doing, like, this flip, this crazy move across the gap. Ha, ha, ha. It's just a joke because there's no way anybody would do that, right? But now many years along, it's like people are starting to do ridiculous things across the gap. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's getting kind of insane and it's getting, I do, I kind of agree. It's like, I'm kind of done seeing what, like, like we have written on our notes here, like what's next, like what's the next thing that's going to happen at Manpower. But, um, I kind of don't really care.
0: Like That, that was my trap. Yeah? <laughs> That's down. the trap? <laughs> yeah. I, was, yeah. I, put, I wrote on here on the show breakdown, what's next, as I was going to throw to you. And then when you threw back to me, I was going to be like, I don't care because I'm yeah. that guy. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, like, all right, let's entertain that question really quick. What, What is next? What's likely to happen? Well, double side has happened. Double front has not yet. So double front will probably be the next thing. That's the next logical step that I can see happening. That's so much Impact. Oh, yeah, I know. And I, yeah, I don't know if I even want to see it happen. And I, who, who I don't know. I, I don't even know what to expect next. Like, you know what hasn't happened at Manpower? Nobody's tried to land on the edge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no
1: one's tried to stick it. Yeah. Nobody's tried <laughs> to stick
0: Manpower. Please uh, don't. Yeah, don't.
1: um But, but yeah, I, I don't know what else there is to milk out of this gap. And so I'm just kind of. I'm, I'm. I think I'm in your camp here, where I don't really, don't really care too much about the gap anymore, other than the historical
0: precedent that was set early on. Um, early on, meaning like just jumping it. Or, just
1: jumping it, mm-hmm. and like, and and uh, you know, a lot of people go there to do it as like a pilgrimage of like, oh, I'm going to the historical site of where David Bell and the Yamakazi, um did crazy jumps, and um, I mean. I mean, you think about that jump in particular, how insane it is just to do, like, when Storer did it, they all kind of ate the landing and were like, that sucked, (laughs) like, and so it's, like, these are, these are guys who have been training for, you know, over a decade and still, like, not really dealing with the landing very well, and David Bell is, like, You know, our earliest videos of David Bell, we see him doing it and doing it well and then taking more drops after.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's, like, his specialty, though. Or one of. Yeah, true. Like, him and Seb, one of their their specialties is just height drop to roll. Well,
1: that's because at the time, there wasn't that many moves. So, like, what are the moves that you can do? Jump? Jump bigger? Jump bigger than that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like... (laughs) um but right. we're it's it's funny because we're actually re-entering an era of, of height drops because it was like height drops were like really popular back then and like big gaps and things like that and then we kind of moved away from it in, in favor of more technical parkour and now i think we're moving back in that direction because it's like it's cool again
0: <laughs> or it's just like accepted because i think part of the reason why i ran out of it is because of the the shame there was a ton of shame back in the day when I first started parkour. Like if you posted any
1: kind of high drop that was like above your head, it was like, why are you doing a high drop? Like, that's bad for you. Bad for your knees, bad. Don't bend past 90 degrees. Like all these like terrible like myths around high mm-hmm. pop. And you know, I think it was good in a sense cause it like, it kept people in check for, for like, you know, being a little bit more responsible with their training. Um, but, at the same time, it I think it also potentially held some people back from pushing it
0: because they might have been good at it. So, all right. So we already kind of alluded to this topic, uh, but Sebastian Fukan came out first on his own Instagram, and it's a video that actually doesn't have a ton of views yet. And it was Instagram Live. I actually downloaded it to my phone because this kind of stuff that he started to talk about here, it I got the vibe that. He's gonna want to take this stuff down. That mm-hmm. was like the the vibe because he's he's talking about the history of parkour, some of the lies and which kind of sounds like a strong word, but myths, or myths
1: myths around <laughs> around, the, around history. the
0: history of parkour. And I, I just thought, okay, there's no way he's gonna keep this up, so I need to download this so that it's saved, yeah, so that we have it. But then he mm-hmm. goes on the Modus podcast and podcast podcast that's, yeah. that's
1: the name of it. Modus Podcast.
0: Interesting choice. I don't get it.
1: This is a Modus Projects, Modus Podcasts. I don't know. It's kind of like a
0: right. play on words or so. So, anyways, goes on the Modus Podcast and basically tells the whole story again. Yeah. Very, very publicly on a, on a more public platform with uh, Giles and Keelan. And gets into the history of of parkour, gets into the naming of it, and I just want to know first off, like, what what is your what was your biggest takeaway from the whole thing? Okay. It's like well, it's like a three hour talk, so there's a lot. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so let me just start by when I watched the live,
1: it actually kind of messed me up a little bit, because like, <laughs> the like mentally like I was kind of messed up from it because, I mean, this is just like this is. The actions of the of that Sebastian and the early practitioners took early, like in the beginning, have fundamentally shaped my life in such a profound way that, um, you know, I have these myths and these stories about what the history was like, and he kind of changed that a little bit when he went on the Instagram live. And so, my biggest takeaway is just like. Nothing is as it seems. And like, there's so many holes in the story that we just never were told. Um, and so it's so refreshing to have him come on and like, and try to fill some of these holes. In. And he talks about it as filling, or talking about his story. So it's, you know, because his story is different from David's story, is different from anybody else in the Yamakaze or other, other early practitioners. So. Um, my biggest takeaway is there's still so many holes to be filled, mm-hmm. um, and there's still so much question about it, um, but even more importantly is like, uh, uh, or actually, maybe not more importantly, but um, another takeaway I had was the, uh, the namings, the naming schemes, and, um, and the, cool, the cool takeaway for me was that the original name was parkour, with... A C and an S, P A R C O U R S. That was the original name that they all called it, where they all called it, according to Sebastian and his perspective. That's what it was called.
0: And just, just real quick, because he talks about this in his uh, Instagram video, but they don't really touch on it in the Modus podcast. At least I don't remember. Right. Is is where that word came from? Is the the Parkour du Combattant, which is. From yep. the natural method. Yeah. Which isn't new information for us. It might be new information for you watching this, but it's. That's kind of something known is that, that the word parkour is not a real word in French and that it was taken from that. Yeah. From parkour du combatant, which means just literally like the path of the
1: warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like the French military obstacle courses that they did. And that was taken from. Uh, or, or uh, you know, inspired by méthode naturelle or the natural method from George Hebert. And that's where Sebastian and some of these guys, they went to the library because there was no internet. There was They went to the library to, to check out the natural method books and they were in it, you know, there was like, they would try to copy what was being done there. So it's like the origin of parkour is like a bunch of like, teenagers kids going like looking at like these historical movement like methods and being like this looks cool and fun like let's do this and i'm clearly like simplifying it but Mm -hmm. it's so much more obviously so much more of that but um but yeah i found it really interesting and each person kind of contributed in their own way like sebastian was a very playful person and so his he was very play oriented in the way he practiced but then like David was like the mentally strong guy who was like I'm gonna do this you know and be strong about it and then Jan was another guy early on he was like I'm gonna uh, I I think we need to train we need to do repetitions so like over and over and over and over and over and so like everyone kind of contributed in their own way but then it caused like nobody recognized each other's contributions and that's what kind of caused all these splits and, and things like that so
0: so the, the name parkour with a C is something that he, he repeats a number of times. Yeah. Because and again, like this this is the new part. So again, the part of like where uh, some of the ideas for parkour came from and what inspired the word, that was all that's all been talked about before. But the, the new part, or at least new for, for us, is that they were they were using parkour with a C. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: for, for for quite a long time. To the point where Sebastian has like he made the very first parkour logo and it says parkour with a c and an s and that's like the logo and then later on using the same like style of logo he changed it to make it say yamakazi which was then like a group of people who are practicing parkour or what they eventually started calling l'arte de placement which means the art of movement essentially um or a lot of people just call it add for short and that's to this day like many of the Yamakaze refer to it as add um whereas david then kind of went back to
0: the root but changed the way the spelling was to call it parkour and then and then sebastian gets into his (laughs) thing that he now just kind of like apologizes for is is free running and it's it's funny because Freerunning, when I started parkour, the, the argument that was always made, and when I say I started parkour, this is 0304 the argument that was always made is that freerunning is parkour plus freestyle, plus, you know, so that includes flips, spins, tricks, things that are not efficient, things that don't necessarily get you from A to B, which was not actually his intention.
1: No, his, well, his intention was more just like, and, and, and you know, I mean, we're speaking for him in a mm-hmm. sense, but... Um, but early on when, it when, when free running was coined that term, it was, uh, he always presented it as like free running is following your way. And then free runners, like people who do flips and things like that always took that as like, Oh, free running is anything. It's kind of like whatever I want to do. And in a sense, it's like, yeah, they, they interpreted it the right way because they started Instead of getting bogged down with definitions of like, oh, that's not parkour because you did a flip, they're just like, whatever. I'm doing free running. I'm following my own way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, but I did find it very interesting that he almost he he almost regrets it. Like he almost, like, well,
0: it 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 comes off as like an apology, particularly because he I think he says sorry on like the um, the motors podcast. Like yeah. He says like, sorry, like I I messed it up, and it's like. You kind of did, you kind because we this is like still one of the biggest like debates in the world of I have to say what we do I would like to say the world of parkour but you know some people would take issue with that, not to, that that's a, a shrinking minority yeah thank God but it's it's a big problem with just trying to spread parkour and trying to to, to get it out there. It's like well there's two three names that we're going by, yeah. and it like if you if you're trying to it, it would just be so much easier if it was all like I was take another sport like it's like soccer and football where well, they all kind of you know end up being <laughs> the same sort of thing but but you can kind of say soccer anywhere and someone gets it you know it's like you should be able to say like parkour anywhere and someone someone shouldn't say like oh you mean free running or you know but, or, or what's the difference <sighs> or whatever and it's I've like always, oh, I've always no. I've always struggled I've always like been
1: annoyed by like I mean you go to a lot of people's like Instagram bios and it says parkour and free running or like uh, or, you know, I'm a professional parkour and free running athlete. And it's like, like, are you doing two different things? Or is this really one thing that you're doing that you're just calling two different things whenever it's appropriate, whenever you think it's appropriate to call Mm -hmm. it the other thing? Um, I always found that super weird. And I'm actually like in my own practice, very much a traditional parkour person. I don't do a ton of flips. I do do some flips and not all of my movement is around doing like efficient A to B movement. A lot of the time I'm doing more aesthetic movement or just fun challenge based stuff. But I think there's room in the parkour umbrella for all of those things. And I think the distinction could be made, which has already been made by, you know, calling things like, you know, uh, style parkour, you know, it's still parkour, but it's under the style umbrella the smaller umbrella so yeah so <laughs> the naming conventions so names in parkour have been the most annoying and frustrating thing to deal with i mean even down to the names of the moves like we have <laughs> we have kong or it could be cat pass but we also have cat leap no but that's actually arm jump but what's a lache a lache i think we should call laches arm jumps <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it makes more sense. It's more of an arm jump than mm-hmm. a than an arm jump is.
0: I think with there's like such a resistance with naming conventions too, mm-hmm. like where I just wish people would. I don't know. I guess I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty stubborn individual, but it's like there's there's a stubbornness around a lot of things that you could look at. Okay, what's the greater term being used, and why does it make sense, and why is it okay? Like again, Kong and cat pass, and there's this weird thing where like when you hear a lot of uh, British practitioners who don't like the word Kong, they, they talk about it as like, oh, it's, 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 a, it's related to like urban free flow or easy. And it has like that sort of context. And I wonder if why that's like there's more resistance because it's something that they hate about the past. Whereas you do have a bunch of like younger uh, British practitioners that say Kong. Yeah, and it also sometimes slips in there. Like people that predominantly use Cat Pass, they slip Kong in there. Into depending on what the combination of moves is. Yeah, well, and then it gets more confusing. So yeah, I mean, like
1: Team Fat uses Kong, um, and then even like uh, like recently Project Underground, Mm -hmm. they were using the term, like they were they were using some like, of the new age terms and some of the old, like, old terms. And I wonder if it's going to continue moving towards new age terms because mm-hmm. as younger practitioners are coming up in the sport, they're learning the the yeah. new age.
0: Just just to say, like, what, what you're referring to yeah. is they say arm jump, they say cat pass, but then when I say they, I mean uh, uh, whoever was posting the challenges for Nova City, Project oh, Underground. Yeah, yeah. And then they say pull cat. Yeah. So it's pull cat, which is the, what well, we would say like the cat leap position or cat hang. And then there is arm jump, which is the same thing, but using a different, but, but they but don't. on a wall. But they don't say pull arm jump. Nope, Yeah. Or pull arm, because uh, it sounds silly to me. But, yeah. And then there is uh, is cat pass, right? Uh, Which is which is we would say Kong, but even so,
1: even people who are very hardline like it's called cat pass, they'll still call it a Kong gainer. So Mm -hmm. it's like I don't know. Anyway, we we can we can go
0: on for a long time. This is a whole other topic and everything.
1: But but I guess kind of coming back to um, let's I mean coming back to the history of it. um, So Seb coined the term free running, and that's kind of like became his thing. Even though he was probably still just doing the same thing he had always been doing, which was parkour. Um, uh, that, that, that's what he says. That's what he yeah.
0: admits to. He's like he didn't change what he was doing. It was more just like disassociating himself with the the other guys that he had, had come up with that he was no longer close with.
1: Yeah. Um, the the funniest thing in my in my uh, head about this whole thing was that the founder of Free Running has said that he's not actually a big fan of the freestyle competitions. Mm -hmm. So like he's super he's super into he's super into tag. So like he's really into world chase tag and 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 tag based competition. But he said he's interested in speed. He really likes speed because it's so raw and like it has a lot of the elements of the early parkour um, mindset. And then also like skill, he thinks is really cool. Cause I don't know, he didn't really go into depth of why he thinks it's cool, but he thinks it's cool. But he said, he's like, ah, the flips, ah, uh, not so much. But the founder of free running doesn't like free running competitions. What do you guys, what do you think
0: about that? It's like, we're, we're kind of like laughing about it and saying it's funny, but I also kind of feel like if you, <laughs> if you are a free runner, freestyle parkour athlete, Oh, he's always mouthfuls. Yep. I mean, we do need to eventually just switch switch to parkourist, but anyways. Uh, if if you if if that defines you and you also as part of that looked up to Sebastian Foucault and that's part of your story, this is this has gotta sting a little bit. Yeah,
1: I could see that. I think this has
0: gotta be a bit of a, even when the, they were talking about the things done on the manpower gap and he's just kinda like, eh, I'm not really He's not really interested in like seeing this board pushed that way, blah blah blah. You know, mm. um, but then he does say things that you know he his favorite athlete uh, over his favorite athletes over time. Both of them, Daniel Labaka and Ch- it was Chase Armitage. He's referring yeah. to. He says he says he goes just by Chase, but Daniel Labaka and Chase Armitage were like his favorite like athletes that kind of like change things, and, and they're both like very heavily like freestyle practitioners. So, that's true, but they also,
1: especially Danny had a very solid foundation. He could do everything basically. Mm-hmm. So, um Oh, both
0: of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would say Danny even more than Chase, but still Chase was like also a very well-rounded athlete. But I guess um the reason I find it funny is because I've for a long time been against the term free running. I just think it is a poor descriptive term for what we do. It's probably better if we're looking at like what was seb doing mm-hmm. free running sounds more like yeah okay like the way that seb moves okay yeah he's moving freely he's like he's doing a lot of basic you know parkour stuff he's jumping and stuff like that mm-hmm. but what free running became is like trick based movement of like flips and and spins and and uh, and freestyle lines and and I feel like a lot of the time, freestyle lines turn very turn into a, like um, a weird showcase. Um, not that, I, I'm not trying to downplay it at all. It's like I I really love the 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 way that people are pushing, using their bodies and using the environment and mixing those two things because that's what makes our sport so unique. Um, but I find it. Uh, uh, I, find, I find free running the term a very poor descriptor of what that what people are doing because very there's very little running that happens. Mm. Um, it might be free, but it's definitely not doing a lot of running. It's yeah. a lot of like plyometric, like flipping and swinging off bars and and like pushing off of walls or you know stepping on wall I don't, I don't know. Yeah, if, if
0: we're talking about like the English language free running free running, running free sounds a lot more like parkour. Yeah, just just in terms of like, if you told someone like I do do free running and you just had to like picture, like close your eyes and picture, what does free running look like? Those two words together, it's like what's either so something like very strange <laughs> free running. So so
1: years years ago, I did I was doing uh I was in a commercial for mm-hmm. um it was like a NASCAR commercial or something, but I was chasing like these skaters and the, the director came up to me and he's like, oh yeah man, I hate it when when, like, there's a chase scene and somebody does a flip, whatever, you know, like, that parkour stuff. Like, no, like, I, it's the free running that that, that really, like, shows. <laughs> so he had it shows. No, he had it backwards. And I had to just kind of, like, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying. You're, but I didn't want to correct him. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, that wasn't my place to do it. But it was just more, like, I needed to know what he wanted. But I found that hilarious because it's, like, yeah, mo- a lot of people, like, they think of free running. It's, like, oh, free running is, like getting from one point to another. Parkour, that's the abstract term that I don't know what means. That must be the flip stuff. Mm-hmm. So people get it confused. That's why we just need to like drop free running as the term. And I've been a, a proponent of that for a long
0: time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's a big takeaway from the, the, the talk, uh, or Sebastian coming out. And giving this history talk is, is just saying like where it came from, that he kind of feels like it was a mistake yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about art du déplacement. That's mm-hmm. the thing, and that's uh, that's like less mistake because that that almost like art du Placement is kind of like all because because what they were, what he says they were doing before is like parkour was part of it, parkour with a c was part of it, mm. but they were also doing like a bunch of physical training and other things, and like all together it was like art du déplacement.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So let's say we
0: get rid of the term free running. What I think th- I think we've been <laughs> part of that propaganda for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. But let like, like, let us say as a culture we finally accept. Okay. Free run free running free runner. It's not the term we want as a part as like associating with our sport. Um. Uh. What is what do we replace it with? Because there is a distinction between like, like people who are you know th- there's a there's a difference between Brody Pawson and um and choke <laughs> you know the 17 year old kid corking off of stuff and doing court gaps versus Brody pasta who's doing like big gaps and like speed climbing stuff you know mm-hmm. um so there's a difference between those two things mm-hmm. but i do think that they fit under the same umbrella mm-hmm. is that umbrella
0: parkour or are they two separate umbrellas well i think there's just nicely brings us into our our next topic here too, mm-hmm. where another podcast that that uh, was aired recently uh, by Tempest Freerunning has uh, Jeffy and uh, Gabe Nunez talking about Kings of the Concrete, the the new competition coming out. But uh, something we found interesting in the language choice uh, was Jeffy comes out and starts refer and refers to. The competitors as freestylers, freestylers, very interesting. <laughs> so you have Tempest freerunning, uh, who has used the word freerunning for a long time. Uh, obviously, it's part of their fifteen
1: years. I think yeah. is when, is how long they've been around for.
0: And they've often said freerunners, but now you have one of their newest uh, spokespeople, like one person you could put as like the future of Tempest, saying freestylers yeah. instead of free runner or freerunners. And I, I I like the term. I I think we could say that we have a lot to do with the popularization of that term.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We don't we don't outside we don't outside call people or outright call people freestylers, but uh, the term like freestyle or style comp we started when we did NAPC. Yeah. So it is, and it's been kind of cool, like to see that it's been accepted. So it's widely used as like style comp, speed comp, skill comp.
1: Yep, yeah, and and you know people will call it freestyle or style, but I mean either one is kind of what we intended when we were bringing it back out of the uh, out of the uh, out of the coffin, (laughs) because all right, right, because so so we I think we should mention that freestyle parkour. Was a term that was actually originally coined by Urban Free Flow. And as much as that company and the owner of that company was, was shady in their practices, um, a lot of people, uh, when they first said freestyle parkour, absolutely hated it and trashed them for trying to do anything different. Um, uh, years later, I don't remember how we came to use the term style or freestyle for a competition, but at some point, um, I think it, we just kind of decided we should just bring it, bring it in, bring it back. I think the the the, the, the times have changed so much that people are going to be more open to it. Like we were already doing competitions before people think thought competitions mm-hmm. should be done, so. It was kind of in our in our nature to go against the mold. Yeah. Well,
0: we were also calling it the North American Parkour Championships, not the North American Parkour and Freerunning Championships. That's true. And so we were already on this path of everything is under... Uh, these two styles are under parkour. Styles. <laughs> mm-hmm. These two disciplines, these two ways of, of interpreting parkour are both under parkour. We're going to call this one freestyle and then traditional parkour. Yeah traditional i i'm i'm actually a fan of calling it traditional parkour
1: i also don't mind just shortening it to parkour <laughs> but but yeah like i mean i i think it's a useful descriptor it, like other sports have it you know there's there's uh there's skiing which mm-hmm. is the umbrella and then there's different types of skiing you have um there you have free skiing uh you have downhill skiing you have Moguls. You have all these different types of skiing that are under the skiing umbrella. Same thing with rock climbing. You have trad climbing, which is short for traditional, and then you also have sport climbing. And there's very they're practiced in very different ways, but they're both this, doing the same activity essentially. You would say you climb, yep. and you would say you ski. Exactly. Um, so I,
0: I think that it's, also no one says they parkour, but they should.
1: It's time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure it's time for us to move like past this divisive way of thinking about parkour as parkour and free running and just call it all the same thing and just, you know, have different subsets of parkour the way that you practice. I mean, you can even further divide it to like, you know, uh, ascent, you know, people who do like ascents, you know, or like heavily focused on ascents or people who do like, like you call it geek parkour but <laughs> um, uh, you know like small moves that are like
0: kind of more uh, Floor, it's like it's like floors lava more it's like fl- i'm going to yeah. i'm going to i do some geek yeah uh, you yeah you, know, you cat leap something that is hip height yeah that's so like that would it's like whenever i do, <laughs> Whenever I go geek, I always think how much cooler this would look if it was actually at height, (laughs) basically. But it's not going to. It's going to look ridiculous.
1: Whenever I go geek. (laughs) (laughs) gonna
0: start geeking out real quick. Yeah, man. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't think this would be like this whole... (laughs) When we got when we started recording this episode, I didn't think we would uh, start going heavily into the uh, parkour free-running debate, but here we are. Yeah, I do think it is time to move on, though. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so our last topic here, Kings of the Concrete. Uh, we already talked about that a, a podcast came out explaining what it's all about. We're gonna just shorten that a little bit here and talk about some of our takeaways from it. So again, one of them, the the Jeffy coming out and saying freestylers. I thought that was very cool. I like it. Let's keep going with that one. I'm yeah. into it. Uh, and the format of this competition. So it is a invite only uh, with some online submissions. And very cool is is that it's happening. Okay, so I actually I actually wasn't clear after watching this. Is it happening at the spot in? Oh God, is it Michigan or? D- so yeah. <laughs> so I don't
1: know. Um, it sounded like that's what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, but because of the pandemic, there were some problems that resulted in them not doing it. So the spot is unknown
0: then. But I'm I'd, I'm unsure of wh- where they're actually holding it. Okay. So. so so let's let's assume the spot's unknown. It's going to be a concrete spot, <laughs> and you, you just you you get the name of the spot right before it happens. This is all based off of a BMX competition, yeah, or something. But I I think the idea is very cool of just. Doing something different. So I think my my big takeaway is like Tempest is doing something different. They're always trying to do things differently. And I think that's what's unique about the brand. I think it's very brave. And I think it's good overall for the sport that they're just trying to play around and just do things that are fun, do things that are are different and are fun. Uh, This sounds like it's going to be a good time, just people showing up, throwing down. It's a winner take all, big prize pool. That's my takeaway. I'm, I'm just looking for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I actually am... When, when is it happening? Is it... I, April. April. Probably too soon. Dang. Because I was just going to say, like, I, I kind of want to know because I, I'd be interested in showing up and and, and, and seeing it if, yeah. since the world is kind of opening up now.
1: So I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Uh, my, my takeaway, I, I think it's really, like, cool idea. And I like that they are very much influenced by other extreme sports because that's clearly the direction the direction that parkour has gone Um, without me realizing it over the course of my almost 15 years of practicing parkour i went from thinking parkour was this martial art like discipline where you know i'm trying to train my body to be capable in all types of scenarios be strong to be useful these the ethos of parkour and w- without me realizing when, when the switchover happened, I started realizing that I'm, oh wait, I'm suddenly I'm actually doing a, an extreme sport. Like that's actually more in line with what I'm practicing. I'm, I'm closer to, to skateboarding right now than I am to judo or, uh, you know, b- jujitsu even, you know, while, you know, I still like to be influenced by the original purpose of my training, which was... Um, I mean, I love using parkour in real life. Like, it's like, oh, oh, you need me to get that off the roof there? Done. Like, I'm excited to use parkour in a real life scenario. But, um, but I also realize like, if that's what I'm waiting for to use my parkour for, then, like, I'm going to be waiting for a long time because it's like those things just aren't coming as often as I'd like them to. Yeah. So what's the reality is, like, I like doing parkour, so I'm, Practicing it as an extreme sport uh, in the way that all these other extreme sports are practiced So it's really cool to me that Gabe is talking about Kings of Concrete being influenced by this cool BMX competition that was invite only in this pool or whatever so um, uh, the influence there is very important for the future of parkour because That's what kids coming into the gym think it is. They don't come into it thinking like oh, I'm i am can't wait to be strong to be useful, you know? They come in thinking, I want to learn a backflip or I want, wouldn't it be cool to do that jump? That's the way that, that's their mindset coming into
0: it. Or it's playful. They just want to climb on stuff.
1: Yeah, sure. It's playful. Um, But either way, it's not like this, it's not the same discipline that we were sold back in 2007 for me. Um, It's different. It's totally different now. Um, In fact, like, uh, going back to Seb really quick, he even mentions that he doesn't really practice parkour in the way that it's currently pra- like practiced. He practices parkour in the way he originally practiced it, in that, and so like the the parkour has moved over here, and he's still over here doing the way he originally did. So the culture has changed, but he hasn't, and maybe he has in some ways. But um, I found that interesting.
0: So the other, the last thing I guess about Kings of the Concrete, if we can go back to that again. Yeah, I keep, is, I keep going back to that. <laughs> is we, we have this kind of, a, something that, that struck me is, is they're doing, again, they're doing something different. And it made me think about the future of competitions because right now we actually have what, I mean, I'll go ahead and say we have a lot of copycatting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of the things we did Eight, not nine. Ten, how many years? Ten year almost ten years ago now. Yeah. And then we kind of changed and built on a bit. Uh, and those were those were copied off of ideas too. Like a lot of things we've done haven't been original. But there hasn't been a lot of change. There's been there's been a lot of other leagues that are either doing skill speed style or just speed and style and calling them that mm-hmm. <laughs> and doing very very similar formats. But there isn't a lot of innovation. Or even just like one-offs, you know, just the idea of one-offs. Like we we were watching a lot of like skateboard content recently, and like watching like Thrasher competitions, uh, where it's just it's not part of like a circuit or a league or even like really sport. It's almost just like this this entertaining yeah. off sort of thing, and I, and I really like that. And so so I hope uh, the Tempest and and other other brands continue to do like this. To me, this would be like very on brand for like store to do something. So they have you know, like the store awards, but it'd be very on-brand for store to do, like, just a, a stick competition, mm-hmm. but, like, a public one, you know, not yeah. not just with the members, like, a, or an invite-only stick competition mm-hmm. for money. Like, they do vlogs and stuff, I, I get it, where they've done ideas similar to this, but to actually, you know, plan an event as a one-off, like, original, uh, almost, like, narrow, narrower scope idea instead of trying to, to cover, like, skill speed and style, just... Like, you already said uh, different forms of parkour. Like, I think we need an ascent-only competition, you know? <laughs> not a descent-only. That, that, that sounds, <laughs> yeah, that sounds Terrifying. like a, a, a recipe for disaster. But, yeah, something like ascent-only a or stick-only or if it's, like, freestyle, like just maybe not freestyle lines, maybe, like, a big trick-only, I think is something that's been been thrown out there, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think innovation is, is um, I mean, there's, there's lots of room for innovation here, and we, we can grow parkour, and we need more events that feed the culture, and I feel like Kings of the Concrete is one that is feeding the culture in a, in a unique way, and I think that's exciting, and um, I'm excited to see it. I hope, they, uh, I hope they film it and broadcast it or, or do something with, with, with it, and don't just keep it to themselves.
0: Well, that's that. They said they're not going to do a live stream, but, right? But they are planning to do film broadcasts. Actually, like Gabe, kind of threw shade on live streams a little bit. Oh, did so he said like, oh, we haven't seen them done well yet, and I was like, ah, eh, he's not, he's not wrong, really. There's there's been a lot of li- like our own live streams and other events where I've seen things I've liked, but it just it takes more more budget often. Yeah, more more people, more budget, more time, more planning to really pull it off to make it look like a big sport. So, if they want to, and I'm just assuming that they're saving a lot of those funds for like their prize pool instead of doing yeah. a live stream.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. All right, I think that, that's it for our topics today. We got yeah. three of those covered. We could go into topic four and just talk more about <laughs> naming culture and all that. but We probably talked about that enough. So, quickly. Okay. Uh, I mean,
1: with Tempest doing Kings of the Concrete, mm-hmm. Jeffy calling people freestylers, mm-hmm. this information about Seb where he's just like regretting talking about freerunning. Will Tempest change their name
0: mm-hmm. from
1: Tempest Freerunning to Tempest or something? Like, you know, will they just drop freerunning altogether? Because
0: I'm—it's I'm, al- almost like Facebook, you know, or it's like i am thinking of. Uh, I don't know if this actually happened in real life, well, but real, real, real quick, real quick, real yeah. quick. Have you yeah, you've seen the social network where yep. you have like Justin Timberlake playing the guy who invented Napster and, and at, when he comes into the film, they're calling it the Facebook and he's like drop the the yeah. just Facebook. So it's like I don't know, maybe, you know, Tempest well, drop drop the free running.
1: Just This has already Tempest.
0: happened. This has already happened. A little bit cuz that's how it's referred to.
1: No, 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 not yeah. in not in Tempest, but this mm. has happened in in parkour culture. A big name mm-hmm. had an extra word on their name and they recently, they kind of recently dropped it. I don't know who you're talking about. Storer.
0: What, what was it? store? Blog? Storer Blog. Yeah. yeah. For
1: years it was Storer Blog and then mm. eventually they dropped the blog and it's just Storer. So it's not, it's not, uh, there's, the precedent has been set. You can change the name <laughs> during, your, uh, during your reign as, as, a, as, a, uh, as a parkour brand. So it has been done. All right, well, if you enjoyed this video, please like and subscribe. Share it with a friend. Leave us a comment below about one of the various topics if you agree or disagree with us, and we'd be happy to, uh, to disagree back. <laughs> All right, we're out. Peace.